What if communication were fun and easeful for you? What if there were ways of connecting with people and exchanging information that surpassed what you currently think is possible? Are you ready to move beyond speech and into limitless communication? Get ready to listen, share, and experience limitless communication for you. Now, here's the host of Beyond Speech into Limitless Communication, communication coach Lauren Polly. Hello, everyone, and welcome. You're listening to the Beyond Speech Limitless Communication radio show. I am your host, Lauren Polly, and I'm so happy you've chosen to join me tonight. We are going to be speaking about something that is very cool and very dear to my heart, which is increasing the self-communication that we all have to create more. We have a wonderful guest on the air with us to be able to discuss that. We'll get to my friend Rich in a second. Uh, before we dive into that, I'm just going to tell you a little bit about the show and myself. So um, I am a speech-language pathologist, a certified access consciousness facilitator, communications coach, transformational life coach, yoga teacher, and so much more. I've been playing in the field of communication now for probably over about 10 years, um, mainly through the Western medical model. I've been working in hospitals and clinics and the school system. And for the last three or four years, I've been interweaving the tools of access consciousness into my therapy sessions. Now, these tools are pragmatic, practical, and energy-based, so they really look at a broader perspective on how to make change. So the way I enjoy playing with communication is really as a uh, creation tool to be able to really broaden the scope of what we think of as communication so it's not just the verbal chit-chat back and forth. It's actually our ability to engage and interact with each other to create more for everyone. Um, if you are curious for more information, you can check out my website at laurenpolly.com. Uh, that is what the show covers every week, so please join in um, every Monday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, or check out the archive library on adazen.fm. There's some amazing, amazing content and episodes from the past up there. And you can find me on Facebook and Twitter at Beyond Speech as well. Um, and I'm so excited to have my friend Rich Perry on tonight with me. He is actually a co-author in a book series that we're both in. Um, the big guys who brought the book together are Jim Britt and Jim Lutz. They're biggie wigs in the self-help and self-empowerment community. And Rich and I were both chosen to co-author a chapter all about insights into self-empowerment. And um, I'm in book six, I think. Uh, which one are you on? Are you book five, Rich? Yes, book five. Okay, great. So if you're interested in kind of checking out a little bit more about our individual chapters, you can check out book six for me and book five for Rich Perry. All right, Rich, I'm going to shoot it all over to you. You want to tell the audience a little bit about who you are and what you do, and then we'll dive into our topic. Sure. Um, I'm a master coach of NLP, that's Neuro Linguistic Programming. I'm an empowerment coach, uh, speaker, and now, like, just like you, I get to say that I'm an author as well. The uh, you know, having been on uh, in the change. Awesome, awesome, and it's so interesting too. But um, I know you've been really running with the book. You've had a couple book signings that you've done. How have those been going? Oh, they were great. I had uh, one of the bigger book signings that I had was at my local Barnes and Noble, and uh, you know they 
really jazzed it up. They had the posters. They had, uh, you know, these really big posters with my face on it right in front of the doorway and posters throughout the store. And I got, like, postcards to send out to people. Um, it was really cool. It was a really great experience. I was there all day. And, we, you know, we sold a bunch of books, took a lot of photos, uh, shook some hands, signed some copies. So it was a cool day. Awesome, awesome, awesome. How's it get better? Yeah. So we'll just kind of um, we're going to dive into our topic here and see what we can discover. Um, so we're talking a little bit about self-communications. I'm just going to read this thing here. Have you ever asked yourself what it is you truly desire? And how did you respond when you did? If you ask most people, they will give a general answer or they will respond how they think they should, but not necessarily how they really want to. So, um, Rich, this was an amazing thing that you wrote to kind of write up the show. Can you dive a little bit into that? I think that's um, fascinating, and that's what I also find, too, working with people, is really getting a clear, a clear hit on that when you ask yourself, what is it I truly want? Sure. Um, well, I mean, I think you and I had this conversation when we were talking on the phone a couple weeks ago, and one of the first things that I always ask my clients, I'm sure it's probably one of the first things you ask your clients is, what is it that you want? And a lot of times we'll get those vague answers like, well, I want to be happy, or I want more money. And I use, I, uh, you know, say, say to someone, well, can you think of a happy time right now? And if they say yes, I say, well, then there you go. You can be happy because you're being happy right now. You're thinking of that positive experience. Someone says, well, I want more money. Well, if I throw a dollar bill at you or a, you know, a, a quarter even, you pretty much got exactly what it is that you wanted. You said you wanted more money. You weren't specific with what it is that you want. So now it becomes a matter of, what do you specifically want? Well, someone says, well, okay, well, I want that raise. Okay, well, what are the behaviors that you need to perform in order to get that raise? Or, you know, if it comes with a promotion. So what are the behaviors that you need to do in order to get that promotion? So now we're starting to become a little bit clearer with what it is that we truly want. But when someone gives a vague answer, chances are they're not going to get those results and but they might sit there and say, well, I'm not getting any results. I'm not getting any results. I, you know, I'm not getting my, I'm accomplishing my goals. Well, you know, if you're not clear with what it is that you want, if you're not clear with your goal, then how do you know you didn't get it, or how do you know if you are going to get it? You know. Yeah, it's interesting too. Looking at like, I love the word congruence, and where so many people are incongruent with what they're asking for and what it is number one, they truly desire, but also what they're actually truly willing to receive and create in their life. Where I know a lot of people who are kind of out in fantasy land or they're saying that they do desire something, but there's this block because they're not actually willing to have it in their life and or it doesn't really match where they're coming from. Um, do you find that and kind of what's your what's your trick out of that? Uh, to answer the first question, yes, I do find that, and I'll elaborate for just a second, just to paint a clearer picture, um, if someone says, you know, I want that job promotion, okay? So on the outside, externally, they're saying, yes, I want that job promotion. But if they're internally 
thinking or even saying to themselves with their self-talk, you know, I don't deserve this. Uh, so-and-so, the guy at the next cubicle, he's better at this job than I am. Or, um, you know, I didn't perform up to my standards, so I'm probably not going to get this job. That's where that incongruency comes into effect because what they're saying is, yes, I want that job promotion, but what they're feeling and thinking is completely the opposite. And like you said, they're not going to manifest that goal. They're not going to achieve that goal because they're almost working against themselves, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like you become your own worst enemy sometimes with how you're going yeah. about creating, you know? <laughs> yeah. So really looking at, like, being able to be clear, like, um, and I love the, the stuff that you said, too, about really looking at, self-communication so kind of that let's turn the focus of the conversation to that internal dialogue that we all have (laughs) which again sometimes turns really positive and sometimes not so much in your own head Um, Uh what are ways that you find that actually help lead to those clearer channels all the way through well one of the first things that I like to do like starting basic 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 is I will make sure that the client is becoming aware of their self-talk. You know, we, we talked about self-talk a few minutes ago, and that's the things that we think and the things that we say to and about ourselves, you know? So one of the very first exercises that I'll have them do in the first week that we're working together is monitor their self-talk. And here's a cool little exercise that your listeners can do right now, and that's to take a piece of paper, okay? Fold it down the middle. On the top left-hand side, write the word positive, On the top uh, right-hand side, write the word negative. So carry this paper around with you all throughout the day. And all you're going to do is collect data. So anytime you say something positive to and about yourself, you're going to write it in the left-hand column. Every time you say something negative to and about yourself, you're going to write it on the right-hand column. And all you have to do is really think about that you're just collecting data. So there's like no wrong or right answer. There's no reason to get down on yourself if you find yourself thinking negative things or, you know, speaking down about yourself, just collecting data. So after the first day and the second day and the third day, you're starting to come up with all these things that you say and think about yourself. And now you can start to see, okay, I said 20 positive things about myself but I said 50 negative things about myself. Okay, so now I need to start saying more wholesome, positive, uplifting things. And in the event that you do slip up and say something negative, you know, you have that two-second window I always give people. All right, you have two seconds to reframe it and say something positive and and kind of make up for it, you know. Um, And then you'll you'll start to get to that habit of, speaking better about yourself, which will promote those better feelings and, uh, you know, confidence and knowing what you do deserve and and things like that. You know, it's interesting. On the show, we talk a lot about how aware we all are of ourselves and other people. So a lot of times that self-talk, that constant chatter in your head is you being aware of what other people are thinking or other judgments that are around you. And one thing to look at, too, is if you are having that negative self-talk where you're constantly beating yourself up, that actually creates an energy in in you. So when you're interacting with people, what are the people picking up on? 
Are they actually picking up on the fact that you're confident, that you're happy, that you're well-equipped to handle whatever, like in a work environment? Or are they picking up on those negative undertones that you're giving off? I mean, we've all had those experiences. You walk up to somebody, and even if they're smiling and saying the quote-unquote right thing, there's just this feeling. There's this gut thing or a turn or a heaviness there. That's typically your awareness of something that's going on that's not congruent with them or maybe that negative thing that they are telling themselves. Um, so it's just interesting to keep your eye on. It's like whatever you are putting your attention on grows. And when you are putting your attention more on the negative aspects of yourself, what are you actually putting out into the world? And is that the foot that you want to be showing people, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. Interesting, um, yeah. Um, there's also, I, I'm, I'm sure you've seen it, the, the communication model in that 7% of the way that, or 7% of what we communicate is verbal. 30% mm. is tonality and 55% is our physiology. So just like you were saying, the body language. So I mean, you're looking at uh, only 7% is the words that we say. You know, the rest of it is how you say it and your your body language. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the energy behind what you're giving off to people. And I think that's the bigger scope to be looking at is, like, all of these things actually interweave to be mm-hmm. able to present you and how you're engaging with the world. So if any one little thing is off or doesn't really match anything else, there's just this wonk that you end up creating with the person that you're speaking to. Um, I think it's really cool to kind of look at sales pitches for that. You know what I mean? Like if you're going up and like selling your product or selling your sessions, um, we have a lot of entrepreneurs who listen to the show. So it's interesting to look at like if you're going up and presenting your business um, Mm -hmm. or asking for money or payment for your services, where are you not really congruent in what you're presenting or what you're asking for? Definitely. Yeah. So what do you do when you're working with people with that kind of break? Um, well, the first thing is to get them to be more congruent. And, it, you know, it could be practices of mindfulness or, you know, you can do like even simple things like role playing, um, you know, to get them what is it that they're not believing in themselves and why are they giving off, uh, why are they saying one thing but internally they're at ends with themselves and at odds with themselves and they're not truly believing it or truly making it work for them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and the the nice thing to kind of keep in mind, too, for everyone listening is it varies from person to person, but the first step is to be looking at it and just asking your questions, Mm -hmm. you know, building your own awareness on what's going on. Okay, we're um, we're up to our first break of the hour. We're going to stop just for a few minutes and come back with some more information about opening up those channels for self-talk to reach your targets. And you're listening to the Beyond Speech Limitless Communication Radio Show. We'll be back in a few. What if you weren't limited to communicating just from the chit-chat of this world? What if you could interweave your awareness, your energy, your body, your voice, and language skills to communicate more effectively and easily? On Beyond Speech into Limitless Communication with communication coach Lauren Polly, you will learn tools to do just that. What if shifting your perspective was all that was required to open up to a whole new way of communicating? Listen for Beyond Speech into Limitless Communication every Monday at 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 
9 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Mountain, and 7 p.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? This is Beyond Speech into Limitless Communication with communication coach Lauren Polly. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. 815-880-8255-TALK or Canada 613-800-8736 or you can Skype us at A2Zen.fm. You can also ask for comment by email by sending it to Lauren at accesslaurenpolly at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. You're listening to the Beyond Speech Limitless Communication Radio Show. I am your host, Lauren Polly, and tonight we're talking with uh, Rich Perry all about opening up the channels for self-talk and how positive self-talk can actually bring you closer to the targets you have in mind. And so I love the examples you were giving earlier, Rich, about what self-talk is. Um, can you give a little bit more of a background about um, kind of making the change from negative to the self-talk? You gave a great tool about writing down examples and kind of keeping a tab on where your brain was going during the day, <laughs> negative or positive thoughts. And um, what is like that leap? I think that's the biggest thing I hear from people is like, oh, I'm doing like positive affirmations or I'm trying to think positive, but like this thing keeps popping up. And um, where where's that bridge for people to hold on to? I think it really boils down to, or one of the main things is, you know, that true belief in what you're saying. Uh, one of the examples I'll usually give, especially with, if I'm in uh, like a yoga class or like a wellness class, which are predominantly more, uh, you know, there's a lot more females in like yoga classes and things like that. Um, but I'm there too, and I'm a guy. But I'm saying, uh, you know, I usually get a good giggle out of the ladies. So have you ever asked your significant other, you know, how does this dress look on me or how do these jeans look? And, you know, the stereotypical guy response is, oh, no, honey, you look great, you know, and the lady accuses the guy of saying, oh, but you don't really mean that, you know. Mm -hmm. So what are you saying and do you truly believe it? So to go back on what you said about the whole affirmations bit, I think a lot of people promote, you know, those daily affirmations and say those positive affirmations because they're going to make you have a great and fantastic day. But if you truly don't, if you truly don't believe them, then all you're really doing is just, uh, 
you know, you, you, you're not taking a hold of the game and playing it properly. You know, you're, you're almost lying to yourself. Or if you, you know, you, you get offended because I said you're lying to yourself, well, you're just maybe not giving a full truth because you're saying, I'm positive, I'm wealthy, I'm a great person. But if you don't truly believe that you are positive and that you're, you can be wealthy and that you're a great person, then it's easy to fall short and then, you know, it's easy to, to blame, oh, well, those affirmations didn't work and the law of attraction doesn't work and this program doesn't work and it's because you weren't playing the game fully. You know, just because you're an athlete and you come to the game dressed with your jersey, but if you're sitting on the sidelines, you're not playing the game. So you really have to play the game in order to make work. So we have a question that came in on the online chat room from Christine. She's asking, so would a mantra be different than an affirmation? Um, I think they're both very similar, and that's the way that I take it. Like when I'm doing a meditation and I'm repeating a mantra to myself to become mindful or to release those thoughts from uh, you know, my pattern of thinking, that usually helps with focus and, you know, clearing the mind. That's the way that I take a mantra. And then the affirmation would be more of like auto-suggestions so that if you're constantly saying the same thing over and over again, you're then in great, you're, you're, you're uh, bringing it into your unconscious mind and ingraining it or installing it into your unconscious mind so that it becomes repetition and becomes a belief. Um, so I think there's a lot of overlap when it comes to mantra and affirmation. It, I think it really depends on the person and how they're using it. And it, it could very well be, you know, personal preference. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting for me that um, the affirmations, I, I, you know, I'm a yoga teacher as well, and that was something um, growing up and even through my yoga training that they really encouraged the use of. For me, they always felt empty. Um, and so I would be, you know, be saying like, oh, I'm worthy of love and all this kind of stuff. And because there wasn't any kind of resonance with them. And what I mean by that is sometimes, you know, when you say something and it's so true for you, it makes you feel lighter. There's this expansion and there's this kind of deep gut thing that goes absolutely that. And it's, it's interesting to look at where some of these are utilized as a very empty saying by people. Like if they just kind of repeat it, it's just going to magically do something. Um, <laughs> and that's, you know what I mean, as opposed to like looking at what's actually true for you. You know what I mean? Where it, where do your beliefs lie? Like you just saying that you're a wonderful person when meanwhile you think you're the most horrible person in the world. Um, there's a huge discrepancy and a huge gap there. That's empty verbiage at that point. Um, right. What's some way to add some more juice to that so that that leap becomes more accessible? Well, one of the first things I would say is design your own affirmation. Design your own yeah. mantra. Like, you know, if you're asking me what your affirmation should be, I don't know. Like, you have different words that resonate with you. So you have you know, your own little language system, even though we all speak the same kind of language, you know, I might use the word beautiful. You might use the word pretty. 
so if I tell you to say I'm beautiful, but you think pretty is a better word, with you sound with you saying I'm a beautiful person, I'm a beautiful person, it may not resonate with you, so those words could be hollow, they could be empty. So I think one of the first things is, you know, maybe if you're going to have a teacher or instructor or what have you, or a coach, and they're encouraging you to have these daily affirmations, maybe utilize their affirmation to kind of get you on the on the path, get you started. But then I would certainly, once you get the gist of it, uh, design your own affirmations, words and uh, sayings, and uh, with emotions that really resonate with you fully. I love that, yeah. And, you know, and again, following that, um, but your own awareness that's going to be different for everybody. Like what's true for you will actually make you feel lighter. There's going to be much more of a knowing and an aha, that thing. You know, if it actually lights you up, that's something that's true for you. That's going to be so much more dynamic <laughs> than trying to force yourself through this other little small mold that someone else has given you. So I love that, Rich. Thank you so much. Um, there's another question online. It says, how do you know that you are fully showing up to your game? How do you know? Well, I would say the first thing I would ask the question to the client is, what is the game you're playing? You know, if you're playing the get promoted game, then are you doing the behaviors that would create the results of getting promoted? You know, that's a little bit vague, so let's you know, give a good example. If your game is basketball, what are the rules of basketball? You know, where is the setting of a basketball game? What kind of tools are needed for the basketball game? So if you show up with a ball and a bat or you show up with some golf clubs, you're probably not playing the game properly. So what I would ask the client is, what is the game that you want to play? Is it something about relationships uh, with loved one? Is it a professional setting, you know, do you want that promotion? Are you starting your business? Okay, so what are the rules of this particular game? What are the behaviors of this particular game? Are you doing the behaviors 100% all the time? Or if you're only doing the behaviors, you know, you're doing them at a 75% level and you're only doing them at 50% of the time, are you doing the behaviors that are going to produce the results? Probably not. So are you going to get mad at everyone else or are you going to get mad at yourself for not playing the game properly or is it time to ante up and really come forward? Yeah. yeah. Um, and is that kind of a concept that you work a lot with with the game? Yeah. It's um, <laughs> uh, it, it was something that was taught by my trainers and they said, you know, make learning fun, so what better way than to reference it as being a game? And when you're having fun with it and you treat it like a game, then, you know, you're enjoying the the process of the change work, you know? So if you look at it like, oh, we're going to learn something and we're going to produce some results and it's just a game and let's and let's do our very best to to win that game, whether it's, uh, you know, getting that job or whether it's building that business or, you know, something going on vacation, you know. So definitely. Yeah, yeah. And I love, I love the fun thing. And for me, that's, 
that's number one in any kind of creation, which our life is a creation. So being able to, like, when I wake up in the morning, the question I start the day with is, how much fun can I, can I create today? <laughs> you know, if I was, you know, if I was truly being me, when I am truly being me and actually really congruent, there's this joy, there's this lightness, there's this fun that actually is there every moment. And so that's kind of my landmark in my post. If I'm not having that, that's when I just start asking questions about, am I aware of something else that's going on with someone else? Am I, am I kind of picking up on their energy more so than being in mine? Um, or is there a change that needs to be made here? You know, what is it that I can change and shift in the situation? You know, I actually work at a hospital full time, and even there, amidst the sickness, the death, the dying, I'm still having fun. I'm still being me. And I think um, that's just a really interesting topic to kind of look at is, like, people, they go almost into business mode. I used to watch my dad do that, and he worked for the government. And he was the most playful, goofy, silly, lighthearted man ever. And he put on his business suit in the in the morning, and it was like whomp. <laughs> it changed so drastically. I'm like, this is so fascinating. Like from a young age, I would watch him like work dad and like fun at home dad, you know. And mm-hmm. um, so it's interesting to kind of bring that idea of a game into like the work environment. And how would that be to actually infuse fun, regardless of kind of what your what your hard set targets are there. You know what I mean? That kind of significant energy of being in the workplace. Um, well, I mean, I think, you know, you're right in saying you have to enjoy what you're doing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, having fun at work doesn't necessarily mean putting on a clown nose and blowing up, you yeah. know, balloon animals and stuff like that. I mean, you can still enjoy what you're doing, whether it's working in a hospital, working at a mom-and-pop bakery, whether it's, you know, being a coach or a speaker or something like that. You have to enjoy what you're doing, find some kind of fulfillment in in that career path, or you're going to be miserable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and bringing more of that aspect of the game. And for me, a lot of it is just like it's it's interesting to watch people make it so significant. And with mm-hmm. that comes just a heavier energy and also a almost like it's harder to choose things because if I make a choice and it's the uh-oh, wrong choice, then I'm kind of stuck with it. Um, and so it's like what's actually going to allow you to have that freedom to choose moment to moment so it actually puts you on the creative edge mm-hmm. of your work. Yeah, Definitely. Definitely. Very cool. All right, we're up to our second break of the hour. We'll take a short break and be back in a little bit. You're listening to Beyond Speech, Limitless Communication with your host, Lauren Polly. Back in a few. What if you weren't limited to communicating just from the chit-chat of this world? What if you could interweave your awareness, your energy, your body, your voice, and language skills to communicate more effectively and easily? On Beyond Speech into Limitless Communication with communication coach Lauren Polly, you will learn tools to do just that. What if shifting your perspective was all that was required to open up to a whole new way of communicating? Listen for Beyond Speech into Limitless Communication every Monday at 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 9 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Mountain, and 7 p.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. 
The Barnes is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness, a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a Bars session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a Bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? This is Beyond Speech into Limitless Communication with communication coach Lauren Polly. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. 815-880-8255-TALK or Canada 613-800-8736 or you can Skype us at A2Zen.fm. You can also ask for comment by email by sending it to Lauren at accesslaurenpolly at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to the Beyond Speech Limitless Communication Radio Show. I am your host, Lauren Polly, and tonight we are talking about Rich. We are talking with Rich Perry about how to open up the channels for positive self-talk to reach the targets you desire. And Rich, we have a question online. They're asking, what do you tell people if they don't really know what they want, but they know they're not happy? Um, well, one of the first things that I go over with my clients is just so that they understand that happiness is very much an emotion. So, you know, I want to figure out, well, first of all, are they depressed or something like that? But if you're telling, if you're asking like that they don't know what they want and they're not fulfilled or satisfied, then I can go about that in a little better way. So is it something like, you know, they want a different job or do they, you know, are they having marital issues or, uh, you know, relationship problems socially, things like that. So I want to figure out what area of life is really causing them distress. So whether it's uh, professional, whether it's family life, whether it's, you know, a health issue, something like that. So once we figure out what area of life is causing them the trouble, then we can move forward and figure out what it is that they, what they truly want. Okay. Yeah, so it's interesting. You know, I think there's that word when you said unsatisfaction, that read a lot. And I think a lot of people... And, you know, and I don't really know a lot if, if people know that they are dissatisfied. You know, there are some people where they wait until, like, the shoe drops, basically, and there's, like, this huge trauma drama. Um, mm-hmm. But always, like, looking at, well, if I desired more for myself, what would mm-hmm. that be? And I think that's kind of one of the big things that I like with this is, like, are you asking big enough? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think... Um I mean, maybe you have noticed this in in your area of expertise, but there seems to be this mainstream uh, societal taboo in that people are ingrained with the idea that they're not supposed to think about themselves, you know, that being self 
self-centered is a bad thing. And when I say self-centered, I don't mean narcissistic or, uh, you know, out for blood for themselves. But, you know, being centered on oneself and saying, hey, what are the things that make me happy? What are the things that make me fulfilled? What are the things that make me satisfied in life and relationships? And, you know, am I doing the things that make me a better person? Am I reading a good book today? Am I spending time with awesome people? Am I, you know, giving myself a reward for a job well done? I think, you know, it's what I find that the people that they don't focus on themselves, it's because they were told somewhere along the line, well, stop thinking about yourself and do it for other people and do things that make other people happy and don't always be concerned with you yourself because you're not the most important person. And that's that's craziness. You, know? you are an important person. <laughs> You you know, you are an important person, and I think if you have that mentality, that it's very easy not to do things that make you happy, and it's, you know, yeah, I, I don't, it's, there's there needs to be a lot of building up of confidence and fulfillment and showing that person that, hey, you are an important person, so what is it that you want to do? Yeah, I mean, it's inter- you know, I, I always think too, I forget what movie this was in, but an older gentleman was talking to a lady and and he was saying, don't you deserve to be the star in the movie of your own life? And yeah. I love that because there's so many people who are constantly putting themselves in the supporter role of everyone else, but it's your life. Like, there is value in you actually turning the lens on yourself and stepping up to the limelight. And not in a way that takes away from anybody else, but that inspiration of you putting right. yourself first and really right. leading the life that you truly desire is the inspiration that will pull other people up with you, not you go down to have to drag them up, you know? I, yeah. I think you hit the nail on the head right there when you said um, there's a big difference, and I'm paraphrasing, um, there's a big difference between making yourself important because you deserve it and making yourself important by pushing other people down. You know, we can all be awesome people. You know, we can all be great and amazing people and bettering ourselves and empowering each other. It doesn't necessarily have to come at the loss of pushing someone else down and, you know, uh, you're the only one eating at the dinner table. You know, we can all eat at the dinner table. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> and I think that's that's probably one of the biggest lies out there is that, like, if I'm doing really good, then that means that someone else is doing poorly. There's, like, this comparison contrast that we do, like, and it's almost like what breeds competition a lot of time, too, you know, which is so different than, like, hey, we're all in it together, all creating a better world here. What would it be to, like, me step up to such a degree that it inspires you to step up and beyond me, and then I'm going to step up even more? So you play this game of continuously bettering yourself in a way that invites other people to join you and not like I'm better than you and push you down. Exactly. And again, I think you hit the nail on the head in that, you know, if, if I'm a business and you're a business, okay, there is every reason why we can coexist on the same block. Because Mm -hmm. if you know, you, you know anything about niche marketing, 
you know, my customers, my clientele could be completely different than yours. So why does there have to be this, well, it's me or you and that's it. And if I'm winning, then you have to be losing. But if you're winning, then I'm losing and that's no good and I need to push you down. Like we can all exist. We can all get money from it or, you know, we can all prosper from whatever it is. You know, there doesn't have to be this me or you mentality and one of us needs to lose. Like we can both win. Yeah. And, you know, we're we're living on this planet together. And if you're looking not myopically or in this contracted viewpoint of just you or just this one life, and you actually broaden your perspective out to the health of the world, the planet, the species, whatever, what is it that you could be choosing and asking for and creating those targets we were talking about earlier that not only create greater for you in the moment, but also inspire everyone else to do the same in their own unique way? Because what I ask for, for me stepping up, is going to be totally different than what Rich would ask for because we're two very unique people. But it doesn't mean that I have to take from him or he has to take from me. We can both play together in this game. Right. Yeah. right. I think I there's, there needs to be a whole lot more playing together and a whole lot less of the it's us or them mentality. I agree. Yeah. Yes. yeah so we do have a question online. She, um, she's wondering, but what about when people call us selfish? I think that goes back to what we were saying before. If you're working at creating a win-win situation, then there is no need. For, it it doesn't even come into, like selfishness doesn't even come into play because if you and I, say you and I are both professionals, we're both coaches, we're both authors, and by sheer coincidence, we both are professionals, coaches, and authors, okay? Okay. If, <laughs> So it's a great analogy. Uh, you, you can tell I was really digging deep with this one. Um, but, I mean, you and I can both coexist in that if I've got a client that I know you would be better at, I would rather refer that client and, you know, and and say, hey, if down the road you've got a client that fits better with me, you know, give me that referral. It's that win-win situation in that we can both uh, prosper, we can both be successful people, and, you know, we're like again, we're creating that win-win situation. When you do that, there isn't selfishness because you're looking out for the other person because you know that you helping them is going to also help you because you're speaking good about that person. You're encouraging others to seek out their services. So it's not always about you. It's it's helping other people in your community. It's helping other people in your network. It's helping other people, you know, in your environment and that you're working just to create a better place. Yeah, and I love that. And it's, it's so much bigger than we give ourselves credit for. And I think that's where um, I work a lot is just perspective shifts. And if you're looking, again, myopically or smallly, just at your business, your bottom line, um, you end up losing the bigger picture of where true contribution and true creation can actually occur. And that's when you are willing to collaborate. And I, I love the, the the selfish thing. And just something to point out, typically people only accuse you of what they themselves are doing. So just as a cautionary thing, those of you who are out in the life and are going to start 
asking questions of yourself and making yourself the star of your own movie, which I think is awesome. And if you have people around who who actually start accusing you of being selfish or self-centered, really look at that. Is that actually something that's true and reads for you, or are they accusing you of something themselves that they are doing? So if someone's wanting you to stay small or be kind of like the subservient to them and their life, is it really you that's being selfish when you step up and want to live your life to inspire, or are they accusing you of their selfishness and wanting to keep you small so that you can be there for them in their role and the way they decided they need you to? You know, something very, right. very, very different. Yeah. And actually, um, Christine on here says, um, it feels like I'm thinking that they will say that. Kind of holds me back from the choice for me. Exactly. Exactly. And that's, that's where this, like, trueness of perception has to come in, of, like, what's actually going on here? You know, when someone calls you selfish and has such a negative connotation, you immediately shrink or try to stop yourself. Is that a way they're trying to control you out of choosing for greater for whatever insane reason? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, there's – no, go ahead. What? Oh, um, I, I just saw the, the – we have – those of you listening, we have an instant message chat room, so there's activity. So a lot of us kind of <laughs> – we're, we're reading and talking at the same time, which is really great for people who like me who have, like, ADD stuff going on. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're just talking about the last break. So let's go ahead and take a quick break. We're going to come back and dive more into this topic because I think this is a really meaty one, and that's what Rich had just written too. Um, so we're just going to stop, take a quick break, and come back into more of – Leading by inspiration, really, and breaking the lie of selfishness, I think, is huge. Um, so we will be back in just a few. What if you weren't limited to communicating just from the chit-chat of this world? What if you could interweave your awareness, your energy, your body, your voice, and language skills to communicate more effectively and easily? On Beyond Speech into Limitless Communication with communication coach Lauren Polly, you will learn tools to do just that. What if shifting your perspective was all that was required to open up to a whole new way of communicating? Listen for Beyond Speech into Limitless Communication every Monday at 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 9 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Mountain, and 7 p.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? This is Beyond Speech into Limitless Communication with communication coach Lauren Polly. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. 815-880-8255-TALK or Canada 
613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at A2Zen.fm. You can also ask for comment by email by sending it to Lauren at accesslaurenpolly at gmail.com. Now back to the program. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. You're listening to the Beyond Speech Limitless Communication Radio Show. I am your host, Lauren Polly, and today we are talking with Rich Perry all about self-talk and being able to reach the targets you truly desire. And we really touched into a juicy, juicy point that we were um, on the last segment of the show. If you're just now tuning in, you might want to re-listen to that a little bit. Uh, we started talking about the different perceptions that people have. And this is huge because what people will say to you and what you actually know is true for you will be two totally different things based off the filters people come from. And this, Rich, is interesting. It's actually a huge part of what the chapter that I wrote about in the Change Book series in Book 6 is how people come at interactions and engagement through, through these filters and don't actually see it's like what a he, should, he said, she said scenario, right? There's no two mm-hmm. people who actually see the same thing. Um, and so I know you had a little bit more that you wanted to say about this. Um, where's the conversation kicking off for you? Um, simply, like, I'm sure you've heard the whole perception is projection. And mm, totally. a lot of times, you know, someone will say, well, so-and-so is being rude or they're being nasty. That comment was rude. And I would say, well, how do you know it was rude? And, you know, when you really get down to it, it's because that person recognizes what rude or nasty looks like because once you probe them enough and ask enough, uh, you know, uh, meta questions, then you really find out that they do those same things. That's how you're able to pick it out in other people. So what are you focusing on? What are you projecting in order to perceive? You know, so if I'm projecting positive thoughts and I'm projecting, you know, I look for the best qualities in other people, then I'm going to see those great qualities in myself. But if you're looking for those negative points all the time and you're, you know, projecting uh, offensive behavior, rude behavior, things like that, you're obviously going to see it in other people. So uh, certainly perception is, it's based on the person, but it's also, you know, what they're projecting as well. So Yeah, and it's interesting to look at, like, yes, what you're projecting on people or what they're projecting on you is such an incongruent match sometimes where, like, you're expecting me or projecting me to be one thing when really I'm something totally different it's like a big jail cell that comes around you. <laughs> you know, if you've ever had that energy, like you go home for the holidays and your parents are kind of like, oh, this is you because this is the way you've always been and you feel kind of locked in, that's what a projection is. They're expecting you and projecting at you a certain thing that may not be congruent to how you're showing up in that 10 seconds and how you're creating mm-hmm. your life in that moment. Um, so it's something to have your awareness on, I would say, more than anything. Oh, I feel a little wonky here is someone projecting something at me or am I projecting something at them and that's leading to a communication breakdown, um, some sort of yuck in the relationship. Um, and that's where that awareness component can really, really, really come in handy. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Interesting. And then I think sometimes too, it's just like calling it like it is and not in a judgmental way, but also having your eye of like, oh, okay, 
what's actually going on here? So when there is a rudeness when there, or when there is just something that's off with someone, a lot of people will get stuck because they won't at least acknowledge it in of themselves, not that they have to react to it. But if you do have someone who is all smiles, like I lived in the South for a while, right? All smiles, uh-huh. saying something, and twisty, twisty language. Oh, that dress looks so good. It looks, it looks even better than last time you wore it. You know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, it's really, it's helpful to be able to at least acknowledge for yourself of that was kind of a cutting remark. I don't have to react to it, but that's what I'm perceiving in the world, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes you do have to call a spade a spade, you know, and you just... Mm-hmm. It's not being biased. It's not being whatever. It's You're just calling it as you see it. And that's one of the things that I find in coaching. Like, it's not about just giving hugs and kisses every day. Like, sometimes you got to push the client like, hey, this is what you, you know, you said you wanted this result. You're not producing these behaviors. I'm not being mean. I'm just saying you're not going to get the result you want. You know, I'm calling a spade a spade. Like, Let's let's get to work and get some get some results going. Yeah. I think that's the downfall with a lot of these modern modalities is people want to float off into like never never land where everybody hugs <laughs> and sings songs and skips around. <laughs> and I get right. that. I mean I definitely had that, that moment myself too, especially with my yoga training. Um and it's amazing the the ability to create that comes when you're willing to have clarity clarity mm-hmm. of what you're creating, you're asking, and also what other people around you are. That way you don't get lost in the muddle because so many people are living muddly. You know what I mean? Right. I, I think yeah. you, you had it right when you said people want to live in that fantasy land sometimes. <laughs> you know, the light man doesn't take hugs and kisses, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, so Rich, why don't you give us some contact information where people can follow up with you and contact you for further information. Great. Uh, Check out my website, which is www.thepathofme.com. Everything is branded as The Path of Me, so Facebook, Twitter, Google+, YouTube, everything is The Path of Me, and you can find me there. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And if you're interested in learning more about our chapters that are in the Change Book Series, Rich, again, is in book number five, talking about um, something similar to this topic, yes? Um, And then my chapter is in um, book number six, all about breaking the rules of engagement and how to engage and interact as you in the world without really getting lost in it. Thank you all so much for coming to play. We will talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for choosing to listen to Beyond Speech into Limitless Communication Radio Show. Lauren Polly will return next Monday at 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 9 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Mountain, and 7 p.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. We look forward to communicating with you then. Until then, what fun and ease can you create with your communication that will open up new possibilities for everyone?